Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there's a new product you can buy called the Loving Puffy Bear. It's $160 and it's human size, but it's not being marketed as a straightforward teddy, but an emotional support bear. A way of getting hugs when there are no living huggers around. So do we need a hug that badly? The therapist Jenny Keane joins us now. Afternoon, Jenny. Good afternoon. How are you? Is it a bit sad that somebody has to buy a kind of man-sized teddy just to get a hug? I don't think so. I think we've been doing this actually since we were children. Um, when it comes to hugs, you know, like I think you, you can see like the way children walk around with teddy bears all the time. And it's doing this thing where it helps provide a sense of, um, I suppose, familiarity and comfort when they're going into unfamiliar environments and is a sense of support, you know. And I think we continue that into child or into adulthood as well. The particular toy you're talking about, though, I looked at online and I have to say, like, it's it's pretty creepy looking. It is. Yeah, it is kind of weird looking. <laughs> and I don't know if the idea is that you bring it round with you. Like, would you be getting on a plane with this kind of thing? It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'd be getting on a plane with this particular one. I prefer, like, smaller sized teddy bears, to be totally honest. <laughs> Now, you said, now, like, you know, we know that, like, hugs, generally speaking, are good for you. Does that mean, though, that if people, and but there are people in the world who aren't very huggy, are, are they kind of emotionally constipated people then because they're not hugging people? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think the thing is, is that, you know, I don't know if you know this, but a hug of only 20 seconds is actually proven to lower your blood pressure. Um, so I think it's really interesting to think about this idea that touch is very critical so they say that a touch of one fortieth of a second can make you feel better. Like that's how how you know quick of a touch we need in order to feel better. Also, the idea that the touch giver is actually perceived as being kinder, and we perceive our environment as friendlier when there's touch involved. So it's really one of our most social senses. It also says as well that touch is you know ten times stronger. Um, than any kind of verbal or emotional communication or contact. And I think that's really, like, all those things. That I, I think touch as also well is it's known to affect things like bonding, reward, survival, and behavior. And so there's a lot of really interesting studies around touch. I think, you know, when it comes to people who, who maybe aren't as, uh, you know, touchy or huggy, that just really depends on, you know, how they grew up and, what feels good for them in their body. And I think everybody is very different, you know, when it comes to this. Like our largest organ on our body is our skin. And actually more than half of the human brain is devoted to processing sensory experiences. And when it comes to touch, you know, it's really the only sense that's spread out across the whole body because other senses are focused if we think about sight and smell. So really touch is this very incredible um, sensory experience that puts you directly in contact with an object or with a person, whereas I suppose sight and you know sound and smell are are things that still have a distance between you and what it is you're perceiving. So it's really really important. Like touch is a really really important thing. We also know that you know when when people lack touch in their lives, um, there's a greater sense of loneliness. There's more. Um, there's more of a chance of people experiencing, you know, chronic states of anxiety or depression um, and and generally, you know, affecting their emotional 
physical and mental well-being. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all have our, our levels of touch and capacity for touch, but that's depending on, on from person to person. But ultimately, touch is super important. <laughs> yeah, but are, are there social rules about hugging as if, as in, you know, sometimes you'll meet people and you've just met them and they want to hug you and you're kind of going, you know, buy me a gin and tonic first. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there's lots of different... Um, there's lots of different studies on this. You know, I think in uh, there's an American study that says, uh, you know, that it's socially acceptable to touch strangers from the shoulder to the hand. And mm. uh, we were we kind of we kind of um, hold things like hand holding and hugging for more intimate relationships. And I don't mean just intimate partners or partnerships. I'm talking about friends and family and people we know a little bit more. So there there are kind of social constructs around this, but that really depends on, you know, what where you grow up as well. Because I suppose, you know, I, I lived in India for um, a while and there they're, they're touching, there's a social construct, construct around touching is very different. If you walk down the street, it's very common to see male friends and really, and, and males from all ages holding hands like arms wrapped around each other so it's just very dependent I suppose depending on what culture you grow up as well so yeah would you describe yourself as a very huggy person Jenny yeah I mean touch for me is very important I really love touch and I also as well think it's really important you know like to you know be hugging your family members be hugging your friends um, and I, but again I think it's also you know that's me and also I have that relationship with my family and friends and I think it's very dependent from person to person. And there are also some times as well where I do not want to be touched. Um, you know, I think this, I don't know whether this is, I, I'm not sure if there's actually any uh, kind of science behind this, but I, I always feel around the time that I menstruate, like that I'm bleeding and on my period that I don't want to be touched. I want to be in my own space and in my own skin. And I know as well, like there are actually studies for, you know, women who are, breastfeeding or you know um taking care of newborns or toddlers there is this it is a possibility to experience i suppose oxytocin overload or or that sense of being touched out where mm. it's just like please don't touch me <laughs> anymore <laughs> yes if you have a baby at you the whole time that that's yeah. you that way yeah but at least I suppose if it's a grown-up hugging you they know they're you know they're gonna let you go so there's you know. <laughs> It's <laughs> probably preferable to that. Uh, Je- Jenny Keane is a holistic sex educator and somatic therapist. Jenny, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sean. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.